would watch them all the time, like two or three movies a day, like every day through college. I'd stay up late into the night watching movies. And most of the time I was by myself because I grew an appreciation for the more offbeat films like old silent movies and abstract independent films and lots of foreign films. And as I watched, I amassed a very large and frankly impressive collection of DVDs. And back then, I didn't really distinguish between ratings or check the content of films. Like, I felt I could watch just about anything and be okay. If it looked good to watch, then I would watch it. Now, fast forward a few years, and I'm married. I'm no longer the person I was in college. I'm now one with my wife, and my decisions aren't just about what I want. And so there was a day where we took a bunch of my movies and we sold them to some DVD store and the rest we literally just threw away in the dumpster. I was starting a new life with my wife and I needed to get rid of some things. I was in a new relationship and could no longer live like I did before I had that relationship. Entering into a relationship with my wife changed everything and in a good way. And in the same way, when we enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ, things have to change. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and the new has come. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Isaiah 43:18 and 19 say remember not the former things nor consider the things of old behold I am doing a new thing and so after closing out the first chapter of 1 Peter describing how we have been born again by this everlasting truth of God's word and that this should overflow into our life with love Peter opens chapter 2 with the concept of this new creation, of some things that followers of Christ need to get rid of. What does this love actually look like? And so in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 1, it says, And so put away all malice and all deceit and all hypocrisy and envy and all slander. And most other translations use the word rid, rid yourselves of these behaviors. And the original Greek word here means to put off or lay aside. And the way it's used in Matthew 14.3 is especially descriptive. It's when Herod captured, bound, and put John the Baptist into prison. And the word used for put into prison is the same word, to rid, put aside. And so we are to bind up and lock away forever these evil deeds and desires of the flesh that have no place in the life of a Christ follower. All malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, slander, thrown in prison forever, never again being let out to wreak havoc on my life or the lives of others around us. And so let's define the terms to really know what we're talking about here. This is what that genuine love that Peter is talking about does not look like. Malice. It's kind of like mean-spiritedness. It's being unkind to others, having ill will towards them. Deceit. That's a Greek term that was used to describe the baiting of a hook or trap. And so if you fish, really fishing is just the art of deception, right? Deceit is half-truths. 
And this is our culture. We have abandoned the concept of absolute truth. We just lie as a way of life. Everybody lies. The government lies. Politicians lie. The media lies. Schools lie. Husbands and wives lie. Children lie. And this is devastating our culture. There's no possible way to show genuine love if we join in the culture of lies and deceit. So it requires that we are people of truth. Next, he says, put aside hypocrisy. This is a theater term. It's where someone would wear a mask to play one role and then put on a different mask to play a different role. It's pretending to be one thing at church and then something else with your family or at your job or when you're by yourself. The last two are envy and slander, and these are kind of related. Envy is, I'm jealous of something. I'm jealous of who you are. I'm jealous of your status, your money, your stuff, your looks, your power, your position, whatever. I want what you have. And then slander is, as a result of that envy, you try to knock that person down. You talk bad about them. You try to hurt their feelings. You try to make them less than And so that's what Peter's calling out. That's what he's calling us to take off and lay aside. And so maybe it would be helpful instead to talk about what we should put on. Because whenever you remove something sinful from your life, you need to replace it with something else that will spur you on towards God. And so you can kind of turn it around here and take the positive. What does it mean to sincerely love? What does that look like? Well... We are kind-hearted to one another. We are truthful. We are genuine. We celebrate one another. And we build one another up with our talk. Love is what God is, and so it should be what we do. But let's face it. We all struggle with these things. And so what can we do to overcome them in our lives? Like with many things, the first step to victory is to understand the origin of the problem. It's attacking the root rather than the fruit. And so here's the root of each one of these evils that Peter mentions. It's the exact same root that is woven through each of them. And it is this, a lack of real faith in God and his power. Think about it real quick. Malice. When we think bad of someone, a lot of the time it's because we don't think things are fair. Is God not big enough to take care of everybody? In Romans 12, 19, God says, don't avenge yourselves. Vengeance is mine. And so when we choose malice, we're choosing to not have faith that God is in control and he's not able to be just in our life and in the lives of others. Deceit. When we lie to get our way or to deceive someone, our actions are making the claim that God isn't big enough to take care of you. And so you take things into your own hands to try to get your way through lies and deception. Hypocrisy. Pretending to be something you're not. Why is it that you have to hide? Doesn't it boil down to a lack of trust in God to forgive you, to show grace, and to transform you into what he wants no matter where you're at right now? Envy and slander. God is big enough to take care of you. He loves you enough to trust your life to. And if that's true, he will take care of that person that you might feel envy towards or that you want to slander. 
You can have faith in God. You don't have to take things into your own hand to gain control over someone. You know, we have a big, awesome God. And if he is taking care of our eternity, then we can trust him to take care of all of these everyday things as well. We just need to be reminded of that regularly. And so Peter starts chapter 2 by reminding us what putting on sincere love looks like. It is getting rid of all malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander. And so believer, just like when you shower to rid yourself of the dirt of the day, let us rid ourselves of these evils and choose kindness. Let's always tell the truth. Let's be open and genuine with all. Let's lift one another up. Let's put others first. And that's a hard task. And so next time, we'll see Peter's formula for making that a reality every day by craving God's word. Until then, let's pray. Dear God, make us into believers that love other people with a big and sincere heart. Help us to have a selfless attitude towards others. Let us be a part of people's solutions and not the source of their problems. Help us to grow in our faith in you so that we can release control of other people and of our lives into your sovereign hand. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.